Hello, welcome to the Co-Design in Publics podcast, a space where we bring together activists, practitioners, and academics to examine and discuss design ideas on the public realm. My name is Juan Subillaga. My name is Asim Inam. And we are your hosts for this episode. For the next few episodes, we will be sharing with you some of the conversations we had in our first co-designing Publix International Workshop. This workshop took place in May 2021 and brought together a series of network partners around the world to learn from the work they do in their cities. Today we will be talking to Nalini Shekhar, co-founder of Hasiru Dalla in Bengaluru. During the workshop, she told us about the work they do with waste pickers especially how they have triggered processes of inclusion and recognition of waste pickers and the important role they have in cities in India. We are specifically work with one particular community uh, that is waste pickers, people who pick up uh, recyclable waste on the street. What you and me throw as waste, they create a tradable commodity out of the, through their labor and skill of uh, sorting and grading and uh, you know transporting on their heads or the shoulder or the cycle and so on. So these are the people I work with and uh, primarily the waste pickers who are on the street picking up, but we also work with all the informal waste sector that includes a small retailer, big retailers and, and, and so on. So the whole, um, you know, informal uh, waste, uh, you know, economy we work, workers we work with. So it be star hasrudala in the meaning is a green force uh, we uh, in uh, 10 years back when we started we talked to the waste pickers they never saw themselves as very valuable uh, you know members of the society they never saw themselves as workers they did not see themselves as somebody who is uh, contributing a lot to the to the society at that time, we started talking to them. Uh, now it's all called as green jobs. Those days, it was not called that. So we used to say green collar job, like the blue collar job. So that's how we started talking about it. And we knew in 10 years, uh, the work pattern of people should change because there will be no waste um, on the street. Then what will you do? After 10 years, instead of crying, let's start working towards integrating waste pickers in the solid waste management system of the city. And at the same time, looking at how we can support the family and so that the children have a choice. If they want to come back to waste sector, they should start at a much higher level, not at the picking level. And we don't need a picker that way. And otherwise, uh, they should have the option that they would like. So that's how we started uh, working in 2010. Of course, earlier in 1993, I was co-founder of one of the only, uh, those days that was the only union of uh, waste pickers. And that time we used to feel that the waste uh, pickers uh, who were working, they were doing phenomenal job, both in terms of keeping the city clean when the city services are so poor. At the same time, they were also environmentally, uh, what they're doing is environmentally good. But the way they did was very difficult and uh, not very, what do you say, respectful by the people. So can we change the work circumstances uh, so that they have a better uh, working condition, better respect in the community and still do the work they do. So that's how in 1993 I started, of course, after that I left. I was in Pune in another city 
Then I was in the U.S. for 10 years, and then I came back to Bangalore in 2010. We started uh, co-founded Asudala. So uh, when you really look at uh, what uh, the contribution of the waste picker itself, they um, uh, an informal um, study we did which showed that 1,050 tons of waste is recycled in the city just by the waste pickers, 15,000 waste pickers. And there's almost 8.4 million rupees they saved for the city. That means the city was getting a lot of benefit out of free labor that was given by the waste pickers, but waste picker didn't get anything in return. And then we said, okay, then we started engaging with the waste, uh, the city and said, you give an occupational ID card. Nobody knew who waste pickers were. Nobody bothered to know this invisible workforce, which was continuously working because the collection system of waste uh, was uh, not good. So there was a lot of gaps uh, in the services by the local government. Then that gap was filled actually by the waste pickers. We said, okay, you recognize and give them an occupational ID card. And those days uh, in 2010, it was not very clear when the waste comes on the street, whether it belongs to the people who created it or is it uh, people who pick it up or is it the government uh, once it's on the street. So there was a lot of uh, abuse and uh, mistreatment for the waste pickers. So we uh, pushed for the government and they gave them the first occupational identity card. This is the occupational ID card, which actually had the logo of the city and signature of the commissioner. So and, and the backside of it, which clearly says that they have a right to collect waste. And this is exactly what we wanted. We wanted the recognition, right to collect the waste, right over the waste itself. So when we started, and now, of course, we uh, worked uh, through in 10 years, and it's become a national law now. Every city has to give it, but we were the first one to get it. And whatever many of the uh, integration of waste pickers that we have done in on the ground in Bangalore has been resulted in uh, 2016 legislation and today's uh, the bylaw, which has been formed just one uh, year ago in Bangalore. Uh, we started with a very, very small uh, intervention in one of the alternate dispute resolution system called Lok Adalat in, uh, in the High Court. There are some cases which can be uh, resolved with the negotiations and, um, and uh, talking um, instead of just going through the complete process of uh, High Court. So this place is a place where there is a judge and there is people who want to make the change and there are officers. You negotiate and, and uh, see if something can be workable. And uh, in that, we got into it. And uh, so we got a uh, order from there to the commissioner that there should be identification card should be given to them. You identify them, recognize their contribution to the city. So that's how we started in 2011. Uh, first identity cards were given, and um, and and nobody knew waste pickers. And even though the ID card is given to 8,000 waste picker today, there are more than 25,000 waste pickers who are respected. They are not uh, harassed by the police. They are not harassed by the, uh, you know, citizens. They are not harassed by the public uh, works department people or BBMP, um, the local government uh, sanitation workers. So they are recognized and um, and so happy to say from where uh, we always say we are from moving from in invisible to the visible, you know. And today, yesterday, the government put in a, um, uh, you know, relief effort and they mentioned waste pickers. Uh, they will give a monetary benefit for the waste picker for the loss of uh, daily wage.
and we were not there on the table right i mean of course a week ago we had written a letter that uh, we speaker should be considered to be given uh, a compensation but i don't think the chief minister or secretary who has done has seen this letter yet unless you go and knock their doors and show the letters they don't so the fact that they were recognized uh, also uh, means the kind of work that we are doing in karnataka it's not just the bangalore but we also work in 24 cities um of uh, the state so uh, one part of our work is livelihood intervention and uh, access uh, right to access to recyclable was a major work that we have done and uh, the city was grappling with solid waste management they were not able to do it we said why don't you create a, a decentralized um, you know ward level that means it's an administration block the uh, city of bangalore is divided into 198 administrative block which we call as wards so each ward we said you can have a center where um, you can get all your recyclable and non recyclable inorganic waste sorted graded and trade whatever uh, you know can be traded and integrate waste pickers as entrepreneurs so the city was in the beginning was saying where is the place in the city this is a huge city mega city as both the earlier presentation talked about the land uh, politics it is completely here also and the politics of land uh, is of course scz and all those people get it at very 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 throwaway prices the poor don't get uh, space for public housing politics are definitely here or we can see here also i think it is an underlining uh, uh, theme that all of us can look at and then they said there is no place in the wards where will you get you are asking us a uh, 60 by 40 is uh, 2400 square feet of land where can we get but today in 198 181 uh, spaces we have found they have built it is not ideal way of building and designing all that but still uh, we have a space and we actually designed the whole uh, uh, place uh, and showed how it can be run and how it can be uh, made upgraded and the city has taken up and they started doing it what we really demonstrated the was that the waste pickers who are on the street today you can actually train them to become waste managers all these five women who are uh, featured in one of the uh, papers none of them are educated they don't know to read and write for example annama she was using her 10 standard uh, uh, you know daughter to put together the data because they needed the data put together the money aspect of it financial aspect of it but the daughter was studying very well and she was interested uh, to become a teacher so she was preparing for it then anama said look if i take her away from her but uh, ask her to help me out i'm taking her away from uh, her time uh, for studying so she decided to learn herself so today all the women who are there and all the men who are there actually are able to read write the data understand and also uh, somebody talked about the technology we effectively use the technology we make whatsapp groups with including the commissioners and joint commissioners so waste picker can give a voicemail they are not able to write but they can leave a voicemail so we have created that space within the community within the um, governance that waste pickers can speak to you directly not just uh, hasudala representative so that is kind of uh, created uh, this and and uh, over a period of 5 uh, years we have shown in the ward level that uh, and also we have done lot of economic uh, analysis of um, you know 
of uh, advantages of having a driveless collection center which has proved that it is for the government it is actually it is cheaper to go the um, the way we are doing now that is uh, uh, wet waste goes for composting driveways comes to us and actually it is cheaper and it's easier to segregate waste and it's good for workers and they're creating so many jobs without much um, economic inputs so looking at that uh, the city has decided that the whole city uh, which creates uh, more than 4500 tons of uh, metric tons of waste um, there will be two streams of waste collection that will happen one is on the organic waste which is given to the traditional contractors and the other one is for the dry waste is managed by the waste pickers and also there are some uh, self help groups of women who are traditionally engaged in uh, waste picking waste uh, uh, collection of the city so it's given to them this is a huge success for us it will it happened in 2020 so moving forward uh, we will be managing about uh, 58 wards that is 30% of the city it is uh, a very very uh, big task and uh, we are up to the challenge and we have to prove ourselves so we have been um, looking at uh, creating spaces for uh, you know waste pickers where today waste pickers actually are recognized very well and the citizens that we have we have more than 2000 uh, citizens who are engaged in bringing uh, better solid waste management practices in bangalore and all of them when you say waste picker they know who waste pickers are they know what is their contribution and they know that they should be integrated into uh, the solid waste management system one of the thing earlier on uh, we decided was when i came to bangalore in 2020 there were a lot of discussions on decentralized waste management we need sustainable waste management and it was all the middle class um, environmentally conscious people who had never seen a slum we who had never seen a poor person other than the domestic help who comes not necessarily extremely poor so we said this is a very strong good voice so we have to partner with them if you partner with them we will be able to move our agenda quickly and uh, that's what we did in uh, 2011 and it has really really proved a very effective way of uh, policy changes that we are bringing so we are bringing uh citizens who are demanding for services you are bringing people who can provide the services so we both of us have really pushed the government to do the changes that was required so that we have a better practices so that was a strategy that we decided and then the other thing that we find that there are a lot of play times when citizen want to ch- change the whole system for sustainable waste management sometimes it is not in the interest of the labor Uh, of waste pickers so we negotiate we sit and challenge we have public debates we have public town halls where we discuss uh, all this uh, effort and in some places the waste pickers themselves agree to give up and some places citizens uh, will agree to give up so that is a very beautiful um, dialogue that we we do within the uh, two people so uh, one example i can give where waste picker gave up was um in uh, 2016 or a uh, 17 i think where the city government the state government decided to go for a single use plastic ban which was uh, not very very much there in any part of the country it was only in karnataka so we had a lot of dialogues and uh, people said uh, single use plastic it is being burnt and it's not very effective 
So actually, when we had the conversation, long debates happened for three hours. Actually, it happened in IHS. And after that, uh, we, uh, the waste picker said, you know what? This gives us money. But it is going if it is going to harm public health, we don't want money from that. How many corporates will come forward to say this? None. So they were sensitive about uh, some of the issues. There were a lot of uh, uh, push to ban the PET bottle, the water bottles, you know. And uh, so uh, the waste picker said, yes, water bottles is our life. I mean, right now, that is the one which is giving us money. You cannot do it. Do it phase-wise if you want when we have an alternative. And even the uh, the government was saying there was no alternative. Of course, it's completely come back with uh, COVID before it was gone. So they also said, okay, we'll take it phase-wise. We'll not touch it. Uh, the water bottles right now. So these are some of the things that uh, we negotiate uh, with the uh, citizen. Of course, with the government, uh, continuous negotiation happens. And also because of uh, um, the practices that we have done and shown, and it is, it is a very big city. So if you show something that is scalable model, naturally uh, the national government will look up and look at our practices and they can be implemented in the law. And that what happened. In 2016, uh, there was a law on solid waste management. It's called solid waste management rules, uh, which is under a mother uh, environmental law. So there, many of the things that we have practiced has been uh, included, in the, including identification of waste picker, inclusion of them in, in the solid waste management system. Uh, decentralized waste management should be given to waste pickers. Um, sustainable um, practices of uh, organic waste management so many things that we had demonstrated, uh, we actually did it. Even for workers, uh, workers were very happy to touch inorganic waste and plastic and paper and everything. But they were not ready to touch even organic waste, you know. Um, uh, so we trained them and showed them how within 24 hours, if you take and compost it, how you can compost. So this is a new skill they also learned. <clears throat> one of the minister once uh, in uh, in one of the exhibition, he was asking, what are you doing? So she went on explaining what is uh, composting, how do you do? So he said, I know how, what is composting, but tell me who you are. She said, I'm a compost doctor. If people have a problem to fix their compost, they call me. I'm a compost doctor. So that is a pride they had in providing these services. So, um, so we also started looking at increasing the skills uh, that are there among the waste pickers and what they can do. And we started working with uh, many of the uh, people who can become entrepreneurs, but we have uh, 25,000 people. We don't have jobs for everyone. So um, there are, uh, uh, you know, there are some um, challenges uh, with that. So we, uh, we can't create so many jobs with such a short time in about, I think about eight years, we have created about 4,000 jobs, uh, four and a half thousand probably this year including but uh, creating jobs are not easy so uh, we cannot uh, do it at the pace that a uh, speaker wants so every time every monthly meeting we have what they ask is the job so um, so we always uh, try to work whatever best we can within the given um, uh, system and uh, we have also uh, during the last pandemic we realized the drivers collection center that's the primary collection sorting and grading but the next level the markets were closed last year for three months. And uh, if there is no cash coming from the market, there is no money for waste pickers. Drivers Collection Center work as a PPP with poor. So uh, while collection, the city gives a city government gives money for collection, 
but once it is collected it has to work on a business principle uh, in order to make the money and uh, distribute among the workers so this became a huge challenge and uh, and also city governments don't pay in time so if the if there is no market also it is a big huge problem so with uh, all considering all that we really started articulating to government uh, last uh, thing how they cannot close down the informal sector of waste because uh, collection cannot stop it is an essential service we have to collect it from home to home but when it goes to the processing you close down everything then how do we work around it so uh, so with that uh, the group of uh, waste pickers who are running the drivers collection center said we'll all come together we'll have little more uh, control over the market we will do our own um aggregation of uh, different material and we as an experimented uh, i told one of them to take it on they said no let hasrudala do it uh, for one year and then we'll take many of many more we will create in bangalore and we take it up so that uh, started in last uh, july and definitely in this pandemic it has proved that what we had uh, created last year as really is helping um, to continue the business that waste pickers have to do so um, we also do a lot of uh, uh, work on solid waste management in the in the villages basically we uh, we don't get into solid waste management by itself we are into it because of the workers there are some economic sensitive zones in in karnataka and they came and asked us to start working there we said no there is no waste because we don't want to work they they started the citizens started pushing us and said we will we will be with you let us uh, make a solid waste management as a you know process where we can we can show the change so we started that also and uh, and waste picker entrepreneur is our main theme of uh, driveways collection center and um, uh, so then whatever infrastructure that is required is given by the government we the policy solid waste management policy which has come out this year which is a fruitful exercise of four years of waste hasrudala and other citizen group and it has happened to now and also undp had called with extended producers responsibility that is all the companies which produce plastic is supposed to be responsible for collection post consumer usage and it has not uh, happened very well but uh, we are on the forefront of uh, pushing for the legislation and the legislation has come through and uh, so uh, we are uh, really want to see how to integrate waste because a lot of companies don't want to integrate waste because they say oh they are very secretive they don't tell us how much money they make they, the next level guy will not tell us how much money he makes but no corporates is going to share what their finances are real finances are why do you expect the poor to tell you everything if somebody calls me and asks what is your um, you know salary i will think before telling right it's exactly like that so we have to create transparency we have to use the uh, technology waste pickers have become extremely savvy with technology some of them um, so we tell them to use that to do advocacy which they do fantastically they make uh, films short films that can go on whatsapp and that can go on social media and they express what they want to say last year uh, a woman uh, waste picker actually did a small video to share it with a haron neighborhood saying that mask please don't mask throw mask uh, mask into driveways but throw it into um, uh, you know biomedical waste 
and uh, that became viral to the extent that even uh, the ministers uh, started retweeting her request we have done um, a lot of um, i mean there are you can look at the impact today when we started drivers collection center in 2011 nobody believed in us and in uh, 2014 it is uh, it appeared in the uh, state uh, government uh, budget so that every city will actually uh, do it and also uh, the card, the whole city has given us now uh, opportunity to prove ourselves to do do to do collection of driveways and uh, where we are also upgrading um, the waste picker to look little more uh, uh, you know uniformed and as uh, workers which was not available before uh uniform way ve- vehicles and so on so many of the people who didn't even know to read and write and ride a uh, bike today they've all learned and they started uh, driving the small trucks in the second part of her presentation Nalini explained the other ways in which they support waste pickers and their families as well as how they have developed programs to support them in getting access to public housing. We also believe that uh, uh, social security and livelihood is two sides of the same coin. Uh, when there is no living wage both are needed and we also have a lot of program for the children of waste pickers. We have uh, libraries for children of waste pickers. We don't get involved in the helping with the formal education but uh, in reading skills and we see that their formal education scores are also much better when when they come here so uh, we also have done some work on designing the homes uh, re establishing the homes and using the debris or the reusable material or recovered from the big uh, demolition in uh, bangalore it's a passion thing every two years they change the kitchen they change the bathrooms they change the house so uh, there are a lot of things that can be uh, salvaged and used it and we have done that um and uh, uh, i can give the details little later i'll just want to show on the left side this one is the old house and the right side is the new house that we have built most of it is all um, 80% of the material is a uh, reused material Uh, we have used uh, ply ash bricks for the house, uh, the um, the wall, and uh, here is a scrap dealer. So all the metal, ninety percent of the metal uh, or the iron rods and all that we needed for the housing came from him. So um, when you look at the solid waste management itself in the city, we have contributed uh, quite a bit on how to do the. Um, there is a methodology of collection that we have contributed to the city, and I will quickly go through. and uh, two bin one bag is a method of collection uh, because most of our people are not educated so it has to be symbolically show what is uh, um, you know organic waste what is inorganic waste what is the waste that should not touch that is sanitary napkins and diapers and so on in the final part of her talk She gave us an overview of the relief work they have done since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So I just uh, want to uh, briefly tell you on the on the COVID last year what we did and uh, 50,000 households went hungry uh, not just waste pickers but others also we have provided ration and food and if the government had done their job properly I don't think we would have done so much of work but we had to do because 
there was too much of a gap uh, for access uh, to even ration last time the very very lockdown was very um, sudden and uh, it uh, it was really hard on the workers um, it was not they were not avail they were not even given a little bit of time to think anyway it's not like they have so much money they can manage if they earn in the morning they eat eat in the evening so there was a humanity huge humanitarian crisis that we addressed it and also i wanted to share this picture so for a long time we have been fighting with the with the um, government about uh, formal and informal workers they have to be seen properly they have to be seen as one um, group and uh, with that it, this is a huge public uh, uh, building and that is belong to the local government and it's not a great picture because it's a curved in nature it's very difficult to take picture so the above the women is uh, waste pickers and then the sanitation worker and uh, we did it so every day a, a commissioner or somebody passes by they have to see it uh, people have to see it policy makers have to see it so we use um, actually there are a lot of design thing that we do everything that we do has some design element um, and also uh, creating a public space for poor public space for uh, physical as well as uh, policy making so this uh, we finished only last year and it has uh, really gone viral and it's been appreciated and they have made a selfie corner so people can take some selfie pictures so they go back with thinking of waste pickers and sanitation workers um, i was just telling you we have a covid uh, center we have just started for workers uh, we were using all the government uh, institution but government institution doesn't take uh, people who are pregnant lactating moms and where should they go and uh, all that we have tried uh, even the uh, men we were able to get a lot of services for women and children it was uh, not possible so with lot of men a lot many organization together st joseph's college which is one of the 142 years old college has given us uh, the space and we have done even here we didn't want it to look like a hospital so we have used lot of colors to make it uh, nice and good and uh, yeah so we have just begun this work today and uh, so pandemic has hit very hard for waste pickers and because we work with about 26000 families it is hard to reach everybody but um, uh, since we have the data that is uh, kind of helped the new experiment we have done uh, is uh, getting everybody uh, bank transfers money uh, so that they can buy what they want and also it's very difficult to pack uh, you know material at this point of time because pandemic is the virus is playing a really really hard um, uh, you know effect on on people so we are kind of uh, doing it so there are a lot of other work we do on we believe the permanent housing is the only solution for better bettering their lives so um, that is what uh, we also do a uh, lot of issues that we, we all talked about public housing and also on the uh, land uh, grabbing issues we 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 do face it and uh, we do work with it but we don't work alone with a, a group of uh, ngos and workers uh, we really fight a lot on the housing so uh, morning i think you were talking about philippines getting 3 years of permits uh, that's how we started uh, all our public housing was just a lease and they never made it permanent but uh, the new government has just given an opportunity to make it like they permanent like a sale deed they are going to give if they give that uh, document and we get it registered then it is uh, it is a permanent housing for them so as you also said you have been given 3 months we think they have not given us 3 months these people 
uh, political <laughs> politically when they want it they release and say yes you can make a sales deed anytime they can withdraw so we are trying in a hurry to get as many registered uh, registered uh, houses registered as possible but of course with pandemic that is going a little slow Stay tuned. After the break, we will have a commentary on Hasiru Dada's work by Dr. Neha Sami. I think there are, there are a couple of things that I want to reflect on. So one is, of course, as Narini mentioned, IHS has been kind of working on and off with Hasiru Dalla mainly uh, as a way of um, our um, to give our students exposure um, to uh, to uh, the the work that Hasiru Dalla does, but also the community that they work with, and um, a, a really really kind of beneficial experience for our class. Uh, and so I just want to sort of say that that you know another way in which I think a lot of this uh, this engagement takes place is actually through teaching and through learning and to kind of um, try and expand that as much as possible because we we now have students who go out uh, very mindful of the kinds of challenges that informal workers face. I think that uh, the one of the key things around sort of the work that Hasiru Dalla has done has been to sort of able to kind of straddle this this sort of formal informal uh, spectrum of work and of labor. Uh, and I think that in terms of thinking about designing publics, um, I think one of the key things here is to think of it as designing not only in terms of the physical space and sort of the physical aspects of the redesign that they've, they've actually undertaken in terms of actually building the infrastructure around waste collection, but also to think of this designing the, of a public as a process uh, and to, you know, sort of to think about the way, you know, they've gone about designing and thinking about, uh, you know, bringing together and creating a collective, not only amongst kind of the community of waste pickers themselves, but also with the city. Uh, and I think that's actually a really important kind of governance intervention in some ways, which, uh, and, and it's, it's unique in ways of sort of trying to integrate into the governance process as opposed to only opposing and, and kind of only resorting to um, kind of finding interventions outside of the formal process. And I think the, the very kind of encouraging sign here is that despite the challenges that they faced in terms of, you know, and, and the, the long time that it's taken to sort of convince both residents as well as the government um, that there is value and worth in, in engaging in these processes, I think the designing of, you know, a, a kind of citywide and now statewide, and actually it's gone beyond just Karnataka and they're working across uh, southern India, uh, is to think about the ways in which you can actually integrate across multiple governance regimes, across multiple political, uh, you know, situations uh, and, and political parties. Um, and and uh, and to think about uh, kind of how design can transfer from actually not only around 
sort of the physical aspects of it, but also thinking of it as as uh, very much a process. The other thing that you know, I, I think that uh, Nalini didn't quite mention, but I think there's a very important thing in the context of India and particularly around waste is the question of social identity. Um, a lot of waste pickers come from marginalized communities, they're lower caste, uh, you know, the, there is a huge kind of stigma associated around this. And so I think I want to just highlight the, the importance that actually this recognition means, I mean, the fact that they have identity cards, they're not invisible anymore, um, that there is a certain dignity in labor and, you know, and, and that has gone into and was fundamental in the designing of this process of designing of the collective. Um, I think that is that that's something to, to actually and, and sort of bring in as we think about designing sort of publics as, as a more kind of you know uh, as a larger concept to think about the role that these play you know the question of social identity play and, and it, it's it's definitely not uh, a trivial question in, in especially in the Indian context around the question of waste because because a lot of rights uh, are are um, I mean they're not even considered in the quest in in, in the the case of uh, communities that that form traditional waste picking communities in in the country, uh, and I think the fact that you know you're, you're beginning to see entrepreneurs, you're beginning to see uh, you know communities that can actually sit up and challenge kind of this larger waste mafia that exists that 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 you know can, can push against sort of corporate uh, structures um, of of in, you know of changing the the mechanisms by which these are um, the way waste is processed. I think has resonance beyond just the idea of waste picking, but to, to across sort of marginalized communities uh, much, much more uh, broadly. And so um, I, I think that I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, the last thing that I want to kind of end with is to think a little bit uh, about what this means in terms of actually opening up governance processes and and uh, and opening up questions around participation um, and, and ways in which, you know, so in, in the Indian context, for example, if, if the 74th Amendment, which opens up, you know, and, and decentralizes gov uh, government to lower levels uh, on the principle of subsidiarity, if that had been implemented, then it, it should not have been this much of a challenge to, you know, demand participation in these processes, um, because that's what the, that, that, that amendment was designed to do. But the fact that, the, that that law exists on paper and that communities are able to push and, and you know, sort of intervene and use that to demand their right to participate, I think is is a huge kind of uh, you know a, a huge kind of intervention that that um, has been has been made here in in the context of, of of Bangalore and in India. But I think that it's also you know there are lessons from there for kind of larger uh, ways in which to start thinking about and structuring sort of collaborative processes together with a formal governmental structure uh, and not kind of necessarily uh, you know always trying to kind of find ways um, outside it. Thank you for joining us in today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when we release a new episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at CodesignPublix or Instagram at CodesigningPublics. This podcast is part of the Co-Designing Publics Research Network, a project funded by the UK Arts and Humanities Research Council and hosted at Cardiff University.